and this is not some sci-fi movie that's going to happen that might happen in the future impact of ai in the battlefield right now in ukraine Technology is changing how we live and interact with one another at a rapid pace. There's no better time to take advantage of technologies like AI to change any part of your life. Find out what's real and how it works from industry experts in Tech Trends Explained. A lot of people became really fascinated by the possibilities that AI unlocks when it can understand language after interacting with ChatGPT and stable diffusion. If you understand at a high level how it works and some of the use cases, then you can expand your thinking of how you can use AI. So I interviewed Sarisha to break down natural language processing, which is the field in machine learning that allows for machines to understand language, and large language models, which is the hottest subfield of natural language processing right now that enabled ChatGPT and Stable Diffusion. Sarisha is the director of engineering at Primer AI, where she leads the engineering team building NLP workflows. Previously, Sarisha was a principal machine learning specialist solutions architect at Amazon Web Services, where she helped Fortune 1000 customers utilize AI in the AWS cloud. She is an author of the machine learning textbook, Amazon SageMaker Best Practices, Proven Tips and Tricks to Build Successful Machine Learning Solutions on Amazon SageMaker. Sarisha has a PhD in computer science from the University of Colorado. And now for this interview on natural language processing with Sarisha. What have you seen are some really interesting use cases for NLP right now? And maybe where do you imagine in the future, possibly this year, what are some use cases that you might expect that for us to be able to see? Yeah, it's uh, good to be here, Jillian. So basically, if you consider what NLP is, it is a subfield of artificial intelligence that uh, deals with interaction between humans and computers using natural language. So basically, that's communicating with machines using text or voice, right? So what NLP enables computers to do is process this human language in either text or voice format to be able to completely understand the meaning of the text along with the intent and also the sentiment of the uh, text or your voice data. If you really think about it, it's not a super easy task, it's not a trivial task for the computer, right? So, and that mainly stems from the fact that human languages are complicated, right? And they're filled with a lot of uh, nuances. There are grammar rules, and more importantly, there are grammar exceptions. There are idioms, there is sarcasm, there are metaphors, there is dialects, all these things. And we as humans take years to learn all of these, but what we want from computers is to be able to recognize these and generate uh, insights quickly from the very get-go. These NLP applications, if they are going to be useful for us, they have to do these insight generation from the human language data very quickly and very accurately. So how does NLP work? If you take a step back at a very, very high level, NLP depends on deep learning and uh, deep learning algorithms to interpret and understand the human language. And these deep learning models ingest this unstructured data 
such as voice and text, like I mentioned, and convert this information into structured and uh, usable uh, data insights. And you're absolutely uh, right, LLMs are the large language models are all the rage these days, right? They are um, still uh, part of NLP, but the main difference here is that traditional NLP versus LLMs is that LLM is trained with a large volumes of data. So when I say large volumes, it means hundreds of millions to billions of words. We have seen tremendous growth in machine learning in general and NLP to be more specific for our conversation here, right? So it's being used in a variety of industries and domains to analyze and extract insight from large amounts of data. And and even if you don't go that deep into the technical details, there is a really, really good chance that you have already interacted with an NLP in your day-to-day -day life, right? So customer service chatbots to voice-operated GPS to digital uh, assistants like Alexa, you know, play my song to Siri, what are you doing? These type of things to uh, all of these things have NLP running behind the scenes. And NLP is also being used to analyze analyze uh, social media quite a bit in order to be able to understand and analyze the vast amount of text data that is being generated by users. And this could include uh, tasks such as you know, sentiment analysis, um, which is basically used to understand the sentiment expressed in social media posts and the identification of what are the trending topics, what are the hashtags, uh, so on. And you could see how corporations can use this type of technology to, to analyze how their brand is doing. And beyond the social media brand management type of use cases, we're also seeing NLP in uh, far more impactful use cases such as healthcare. So it's being used in healthcare to extract structured information from unstructured data like the electronic med uh, medical records and clinical notes. And this information uh, downstream can be used to support a variety of tasks such as identifying the trends and patterns in patient data and predicting some of the possible outcomes for the that particular patient and also improving the efficiency of uh, um, clinical workflows. Another area that I see uh, NLP being used is in the finance domain, right? So this is also used to analyze text data from different sources like news articles, social media, and regulatory filings. And uh, uh, once again, can be used to identify trends and make predictions about stock market, as well as to monitor risk and compliance as well. And more recently, um, uh, maybe not just this year, but uh, in the last few years, uh, I have uh, noticed by the position that I'm in with the primary AI, right? So I'm noticing an interesting application of AI. It's in warfare, right? And intelligence agencies. And this is not an hypothetical situation anymore. And this is not some sci-fi movie that's going to happen that might happen in the future. It is actually happening right now. Um, today, uh, we are already seeing this impact of AI in the battlefield right now in Ukraine, 
right? From, uh, from computer vision being used to commercial drones to identify camouflaged Russian vehicles to AI that is listening to radio communication and triangulating these from videos from social media once again to track these Russian troop movement. And um, not just the movement, but also predicting the intention of the troops, right? And all this is happening in real time. And this is all through the AI that is being deployed in the information war to, um, uh, to attempt to manipulate the narrative and win over the enemy population. So wide range of industries, everywhere from fun social media analysis to all the way to um, uh, defense. With, of course, a lot of this excitement about large language models, NLP, it's also brought a lot of people who are pretty scared. Is this something that for the people who are skeptics, should they be afraid of the future of these large language models? I mean, you know, who wouldn't be afraid of uh, killer robots? Right? Seriously, though, this is a very, very powerful technology, right? This AI in general and NLP in particular, very powerful technology, and it is growing exponentially. Um, I honestly don't think any of us thought that it would grow this quickly. It is super exciting to be in the space right now. And there are so many powerful applications that makes our lives easy. I mean, you talked about some already, but it would be really remiss if we didn't talk about the worries, right? There are worries and um, many of them are valid worries, right? So there are worries about privacy issues, um, how each one of us as human beings are becoming just a collection of data points, right? Nothing more than that. And uh, there is also a concern about everybody losing their jobs, right? From lawyers to right from you know doctors to everybody else losing their jobs because AI can do anything humans can do, right? So in reality, and this is something that I've read in uh, you know one of the blogs that I follow, and it it resonated with me, right? It's 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 not very likely that AI is going to take your job, but it is very, very likely that a person who is knowledgeable about AI and who can work with AI can take your job, right? It becomes really, really important that there are standards, right? Standards around these technology. Uh, along with the standards, there is a need for transparency. And actually, there is executive order that was released by President of uh, United States back in February of 2019 that talks about uh, what is our United States policy to sustain and enhance the scientific and uh, technological growth, especially how to maintain this economic leadership position of United States in the fields of AI research and development, right? And it's basically guided by five different principles. And I'm going to just paraphrase these principles just to be a little bit brief here. So the first principle of this policy says that we as United States must drive this technological big in AI across different domains, including scientific discovery, economic competitiveness, and national security. And the second policy says that we must drive this development of appropriate technical standards. And also, we have to reduce these barriers to the safe testing and deployment of AI technologies. And the third one says that we, as United States, must train the current and future generation of American workers with the skills to be able to adapt and use these AI technologies. 
And number four is um, we as United States must foster public trust and confidence in AI technologies to protect civil liberties, privacy, and American values. And finally, United States must provide an international environment that supports this um, AI research and innovation and opens up markets for American AI industries while protecting our technological advantage. Now, you can see that at the very top level, there is already thought being put into making AI safe without hindering the development, right? Uh, personally, as a technologist, I am very, very optimistic and super excited to see all of this unfold. But I would be lying if I said, I'm not a little bit scared, right? I am a little bit scared because this technology is scary good and the impact it will have at scale is going to be a, a, lot, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but um, this is where the implementation of the standards and the governance become uh, critical. And I am happy to see that at least uh, there is thought process in that direction instead of saying, hey, AI is great. Let's use for uh, A to Z. That's not the case, case here, right? And finally, whether we like it or not, AI is here to stay right? Uh, it's not future. It's not a sci-fi movie. It is here to stay. And we have to adopt to this, to this reality and with a healthy dose of skepticism. Interesting that you bring up the U.S. Um, government policy, which it'll be implemented whenever it's implemented. But for companies, they're, they're not waiting around for, <laughs> for, for the government to act. And people aren't waiting around. Are you seeing companies implement best practices? Um, or is this something where you, you think that there needs to be additional regulation? Or maybe there's something else that can really make sure that we no, don't have these killer AIs. Right, right. <laughs> uh I mean, to be completely uh, honest, right, so I'm not seeing it, it per pervasive yet, right? But if you're talking about commercial organizations, it's in their benefit to make sure that their customers will actually use the products that they're developing, right? So I know Google is coming up with a, a the set of best practices and uh, I, I wouldn't say regulatory best practices, but be best practices in how you can make these AI models a little bit more transparent, right? So some of the research uh, research that is underway right now has to do, do with uh, explainability and interpretability, right? So that's basically, um, um, it's the growing need for these NLP models to be explainable and interpretable in that, especially in the applications where they are used for decision-making, right? So when these AI models are being used to make these serious decisions, right? Health-related decisions or financial-related predictions, for example. All of a sudden, it's not fun and games anymore. And this is a big challenge with bias in the data sets that are used to um, train these NLP models and ML in general. Right? And this is an active research topic that is an underway, and there are several techniques being put in place so as to avoid unequal or unfair treatments of uh, certain groups of people using these models.
So amazing, Sarisha. Thank you so much for taking this time, sharing your wisdom with everyone here today. Is there any tech trends that you want to learn about? Let me know on Twitter at Miss Jill Ford. Thanks so much.